You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, and welcome in. It is the Friday edition, Jay Barker Show, live from AVX, audio, video, excellence, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and uh, a lot to get into today. The Auburn Tigers, yesterday we had a big kind of, uh, I guess, comment on our show from one Terry Henley talking about Lane Kiff and Lane Train. He believes he'll be the next head coach at the Auburn Tigers. Ten-year deal worth about $12 million per year is what he's hearing and uh, throwing out some numbers as well as the name Lane Kiffin. Uh, they asked him about Hugh Freeze. Uh, that was asked by Tony. He said, you got to be kidding. So a lot of news coming from that uh, from, from us yesterday. We want to dive into more of that, get Lars's take on that as well. Uh, plus Alabama LSU coming up after a week by a week, uh, week off the buy for Alabama. And uh, how will they respond now uh, heading on the road? As they have had some tough uh, moments on the road this year. We'll dive into that as well. You got Kentucky at Missouri, the early game tomorrow at 11 a.m. on SEC Network. Florida is at Texas A&M, 11 on ESPN. Tennessee and Georgia's number one versus number three, the marquee game 
most expensive game so far. I guess uh, we brought up yesterday a stat Josh sent us, our producer, talking about the most expensive game all time as far as a ticket to get in right at $5,500 as far as the top-line ticket just to get in right at $700 for this game against CBS at 2.30. Liberty at Arkansas, Alabama again, LSU, 6 p.m., ESPN, Auburn at Mississippi State, 6.30 on ESPN2, and South Carolina, Vanderbilt, they're at Vanderbilt, 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. All right, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The fun, the food, the drinks, uh, co-workers, friends, or family, great place to go Top Golf for Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, let's welcome in uh, the guys. Lars, I'll go with you first. I hope you're feeling better. I know you've been under the weather. Matt was under the weather at the beginning of the week, but I hope you're feeling better. Yeah. Uh, on Wednesday, had the privilege of speaking to the uh, Bar Association up in Huntsville. And, uh, guys, I, I, I thought about leading with a lawyer joke, right? My, my dad was a lawyer, and oh, uh, one of my favorite... Uh, yeah, I spoke to... Uh, Not just bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Alabama Bar Association, or the, uh, yeah, the uh, Huntsville Bar Association, a lot of lawyers. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, the, so the joke I was thinking about was, uh, so a lawyer dies and goes to heaven and at the pearly gates to St. Peter, he said, there must be some mistake. I'm too young to die. I'm only 55. And St. Peter's like 55. No, according to our calculations, you're 82. How'd you get that? The lawyer asked St. Peter said, well, we added up your timesheets. Boom! Boom! Uh, come no, on! No, you should. That's did, gold, did you, Jerry. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, man. I, I didn't want to like insult the crowd that I'm talking to. Don't and, you think you know, lawyers probably tell more lawyer <laughs> jokes than any other profession? <laughs> There's so many lawyer uh, jokes out there. Good ones. But um, no, it was it was a really good time, and uh, was able to uh, ha- have a nice interaction with about I don't know a crowd of 150, 175, and uh, and then just uh, yesterday, man, I I, f- I I actually felt like I was getting COVID again, Matt. I was you had the same so, thing I did. So fatigued, uh, tested negative. I mean, I've had COVID. I don't know th- at least three times, maybe four. Um, I, I, for some reason, I just think I'm more susceptible to it, but, uh, maybe it's my blood type, you know, who knows, but you're, you're from Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, feeling a lot, a lot, <laughs> feeling a lot better today and, uh, very excited, uh, to, uh, be back in studio and, uh, talk about Auburn. I got a lot of questions about Auburn, of course, when I was up, uh, in Huntsville, uh, from the crowd, and um, yeah, I mean, everything that I'm hearing from my Auburn people, not that I have a ton of Auburn people, but I do have some, is that Lane Kiffin is target 1A, 1B, and 1C, and uh, I, I uh, agree with, with Terry Henley's assessment that, that Lane Kiffin is, is going to be the guy, but interestingly, I think Nebraska could actually play a role in this, because Lane Kiffin's dad... Monty Kiffin was the longtime defensive coordinator at Nebraska. Lane grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, and uh, actually, I think he ended up going to the same high school that I went to. And so he does have roots there. Now, could Nebraska match Lane uh, Auburn's uh, salary? Well, I have no. to just call that Buffett guy. 
Yeah, Buffett's not. You know what I've learned? Buffett's not a big football guy. He's not a big football person. And and Charlotte is in the studio. My dog, she uh, agrees. But He's barking at air. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Matt, how how have you been? How have the last awesome. few days been? Have you awesome. uh, have you gotten over your little uh, bout yeah, of? It was thirty six hours. I felt like I had the vid, and uh, you know, man, then suddenly I just felt like four million dollars. It was absolutely great. Uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. What What did you say, Jay? I'm laughing at the dog. I mean, she's just going crazy. Yeah. Hey, Lars, what I do you mean, call a lawyer with 100 IQ? That. Lars, he's tending to Charlotte. What do you yeah, call with, a lawyer with, with a 100, 100 IQ? A standard lawyer. Uh, Your average. honor. Yeah. What do you call a lawyer with an IQ of 50? Senator. <laughs> oh, I, hey, you can Y'all want to tell a few? Y- Let's go. You can go on and on and on. It is Friday. All right, here's one. Uh, guy's in an elevator. He has a gun with two bullets. And in the elevator are two violent, horrible criminals. And he has to defend. The, other, the third one is a lawyer. And he has to make a decision. He's going to have to defend himself. He's going to have to. But he only has two bullets. What does he do? He shoots the lawyer twice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a uh, bus full of lawyers going over a cliff? A good start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way. Hey, there's a reason I didn't go to law school. And the reason, I mean, in, instead of talking about making fun of lawyers, I uh, I, I spoke about how... Really, the the first writer who influenced me was my father, because even though he wasn't sort of technically a writer, he, on his uh, yellow legal pad, I'll, I'll just never forget. He'll be he'd stay up late at night, sitting in his chair, little uh, circle of lamplight on his legal pad, and mm-hmm. he would write out his opening and closing. And they were so lyrical and so eloquent that he almost considered himself a writer. But that was my first exposure to really good writing, and so that's what I led with. So you know, you gotta you gotta well, butter yeah. up you gotta butter up the audience Come a little bit. Oh, Come definitely, little yeah, Paris definitely. Well, hey, what's what's the difference between a lawyer and God? <laughs> oh wow, I'm, I'm touchy about this one, but Jay Barker's telling it. So Lars, do you know? Um, I don't know. God doesn't think he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I've heard that one, it has escaped me. That is I, I, that's gold. In, uh, <laughs> when I was living in New York, I dated a girl for a while who went to Harvard Law. And every time we would go out uh, to a dinner party or just, you know, meet new people, whatever, within 30 seconds, Everyone in the room knew that she went to Harvard Law. Was she local? Was she like a Boston girl? or Yeah. So how long did that she last? Just, she just told Not everybody. long. Yeah. So, <laughs> did, did you follow around her and went, by the way, I'm a senior writer at Sports Illustrated. <laughs> no. By the way, I'm a, I've written four books. At that time, you probably written more than that. I don't know. Hey, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when we get back, I have to describe to you the most incredible way you will ever watch a sporting event. How's that? All right. I love it. 
right, and uh, also Lars will get more into the uh, Auburn situation. We got uh, Clint Lamb's going to be joining us uh, next hour. Look forward to that, and uh, may even replay the uh, Mike Leach uh, interview from uh, Tony yesterday that was really, really good as Auburn gets ready to face off against Mississippi State. Stay with us. We're live from ABX getting started. Hour number one on this Friday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cool. Low 63, and tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. Behind the middle 70s, around 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, this weekend, Tennessee, Georgia, the big matchup, and uh, Lauren was talking about it in the first segment we brought it up yesterday. Some reports that right at $700 just to get in the ticket, and uh, right at $6,000, $5,500, $6,000 as far as the the, uh, the prices ticket. And uh, some saying uh, that uh, I think it was one of the ticket links they reported on by uh, front office media uh, saying that uh, the highest price ticket in the history of uh, college football, which is pretty amazing. Uh, when you look at uh, the, uh, the the amount of games that have been played as well as uh, some of the big matchups. But this was big. I mean, it's for the East. Tennessee has not been in this position in a long time. I'm sure they're the ones that are driving these prices up through the roof to be able to be there, to be at this game in Athens. But uh, just kind of give us, give us your take. We talked a little bit about it yesterday on this matchup. And uh, can you believe the ticket pricing? Yeah, I mean, this is clearly the biggest game of the college football season to date. And uh, it could possibly be an elimination game. You know, if, if Alabama ends up running the table and wins the SEC championship, uh, I think the loser of this game is going to be out of the playoffs. I just don't think there's any way possible that the SEC is going to get three teams into the playoffs. I think at this point we can safely say it'll be two. And uh, and and, uh, and and so to me, this is almost like an elimination game. And I, I think the X factor is uh, Brock Bowers, the the wonderful tight end for Georgia, uh, who just keeps coming up big every single game. Uh, last week against uh, Florida, he caught five passes for 154 and a touchdown. And I just don't know if Tennessee has anyone who can really match up well with him. Um, but at the same time, this just, it, it feels like it's Tennessee's year. You know, it, 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 it's like uh, they, they have the, 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 the magical season going. And uh, it, it, uh, it, it just, uh, and, and Hendon Hooker. I think he can almost wrap up the Heisman Trophy, and I know it's really early to say that. We're just a few days into November, 
but I think he can wrap up the Heisman Trophy with a really big game. Uh, and he looked really good last week, again, against Kentucky, uh, threw for 245, three touchdowns, and and, and scored uh, another one on the ground. Um, but also, you know, Georgia had some bad news this week when it was announced that their their linebacker, their best linebacker, Nolan Smith, his season is over when he suffered a pectoral injury. And um, so I, it, it's going to be a really interesting, fascinating matchup. Um, I tend to think that uh, Georgia is going to win this game. Um, and believe it or not, I think they're going to win this game because of Stetson Bennett, Matt. The guy is just a winner, and I am done doubting him. I have doubted him. Well, you remember what you were saying to him? I, I was saying, like, ago. Stetson, I, so I, yeah, I was saying, like, like, compared I, him to yourself. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's, like, uh, the worst you insult. You know, you've been looking at my paper, or you listened to the show yesterday, because I said this game has Stetson Bennett the fourth stamped all over it because he's a gamer. He's he a winner. He is probably so jacked up, and I'll bet he may not pass for 450 yards. He probably passed for, what, 230? But he'll be accurate. Yeah. He'll be a game manager. And the other point you just made is Bowers. In some ways. Bowers is going to have like a 75-yard touchdown in this game. He's just such a go-to. And by the way, the other tight ends that Kirby's got aren't bad. Yeah. And another thing, Jay, Kirby is a defensive guy. If there's a guy here. Because Alabama sure couldn't do it. There's a guy here. I think Kirby Smart and his staff can can't stop Tennessee. But Jay, don't you think they can slow him down just a little bit enough to win this game? I think they're going to win by ten. Yeah, I, I think they can. And I, I think the key, and, and I was talking to uh, some folks last night that uh, have looked back on certain situations with Tennessee and kind of you know how do you defend this offense and the teams that have had the most success have been teams that have gone after Hendon Hooker and not giving him time to sit back there and kind of pick you apart um, and kind of get them off the rhythm as well. Um, <clears throat> we talked about some different coverages and different things that you could do against them. The thing is, Georgia's got the personnel, uh, and I forget, is it Malachi? I forget the guy's name. This the new corner. I think it's number 24 for Georgia. Uh, just really a great freshman player. Uh, if you got locked down guys like that on the outside, kind of put them on their islands, the problem is the speed. The other is that in their every every route they run off, the two guys are out wide, right? So that limits you on what you can do from a lineup standpoint, scheme wise, defensively. So you got to come up with some different ways of getting pressure, um, and you know different looks or whatever that you want to give. And you know there are some that have gone to a three cloud look where you got uh, you know a corner deep, a corner deep, and also a safety deep, and they kind of stay at that same level like an umbrella over the top of what like a two man underneath. So your cornerbacks kind of play underneath you get the safeties three of those guys uh, deep uh, and then off of that play like a you know whether it's a three three or a three two type look with linebackers maybe even swap some guys out they can be more pass rushers you've seen that a little bit this year as far as defending it the problem is those routes no matter what coverage you're in they're option routes so every player on the field this spread out has an option off of what the covers looks like so really they have an answer for everything so that's what makes it so hard to defend, you feel like you got the right defense, the right coverage, the right pressure, and then all of a sudden, everything that you thought. So, like for instance, last game, Alabama felt like that they were going to get a, a number two was going to be more of an out guy. That's what they had practiced against all week was that guy running an out route. Instead, what did he do? He went vertical. Uh, and once you go vertical, you got a guy that's four six and a guy that's four three or four four. 
and Hyatt, um, it, it becomes a very difficult uh, thing to cover and a very difficult place for that, uh, that, that defensive back to be in after he's practiced all week that everything they've done off of this has gone to the outside. So that's just great adjustments and schemes that, that they do on that offense side of the football. And it gives a lot of credit to Heupel and, and what he's built in this offense. So it's very tough to defend, but I agree with you, Matt. I think Georgia uh, can do it. I think Alabama can do it. They've got the personnel to do it. They get a rematch against them. And I think Georgia Lars is going to learn a lot from Alabama's tape as well as the other teams uh, this year that uh, have done well. And I, and I tell you the team that, that probably pressured them the most this year. And, and I want to look back at that film. I, I would say it's over 50%, if not close to 70% of the time that was Pitt early in the year. And that score was 34 to 27 Tennessee held to their lowest point to- total. Uh, Florida held them to 38, but Pitt who was number 17 at the time um, really did a great job pressuring uh and hooker and, and really making it tough on him. Yeah, and um, Jay, I've been wanting to ask you this about Tennessee's offense. And they go so fast, but do they go faster than any other team that you've seen? I mean, does Josh Heupel somehow get his uh, his play calls in and out? And and again, just the speed at which they operate is that at like you know uh, to use a Star Wars term? Like, is that like? Light sp- hyper, uh, what is it? Hyperspeed. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Uh, go, make the jump to hyperspeed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just wondering, Jay, does, does Tennessee go faster than any team you've seen? That, so, yeah, right now, yeah. I mean, probably Auburn back when they would go NASCAR with Malzahn was very fast, and that was a lot of times right after first downs they would go. Uh, with Josh, though, you know, they know how to speed it up and then they know how to slow it down at times in order to keep the tempo right. The thing they did against Alabama, too, is they ran a lot on second down. The reason they did that was they wanted to get the line of scrimmage very quickly and just run simple plays. They did that to keep Alabama from changing out the personnel. They didn't want to see the cheetah package. So they kept them on the sideline as much as they possibly could and decided, hey, we're going to run it on second down or we're going to screen or we're going to run our quarterbacks. We're going to do something to get the ball out quick or do something to keep – that personnel on the field. So that that's where they, they're, they're really good at, but you know, Lars and, and Matt, I, I don't think I have seen a team right now playing at the same intensity and at the same speed that Tennessee plays on that office side of the football. And, but you nailed it. Uh, the only team I can remember is when Trey Mason was a running back at Auburn and he had mm-hmm. 35 carries and they would get what? 90, 95 plays in, in a game. Uh, yeah. just incredible. And, you're right. That's why we didn't see the cheetah package against Tennessee very much because they couldn't get all three of them on the field. So that's where that stands. Oh, uh, coming up, we need to talk about the Auburn coach, right? We do. And by the way, Alabama. And, and you guys, what's your favorite place to eat in Baton Rouge? Do you know? Uh, don't, uh, don't, don't tell. All right, I got to tell you about this incredible venue that's available at Phoenix Raceway this weekend as an NASCAR Cup Series. Runs its championship. Lars, I'm going to show you a picture of this thing. It's going to... This... You you know those little tables with the seats and everything that people ride around in like New Orleans? Mm-hmm. And they got a bartender in the middle. Yeah. Okay, and like 12 seats around it. Well, imagine doing that 150 feet suspended in the air over the Phoenix International Raceway. Oh, wow. I it, would rather not... But they serve drinks, they serve food, and there wow. you are on a crane, a hundred, one hundred and fifty yeah, feet above 
the track. What if you dropped your cell phone? What if you dropped your drink? <laughs> that would be worse. <laughs> All right, I want to give you. There's a picture of Chellar. Oh wow, uh, it's pretty incredible. That's cool. Would you do it? No, Jay. I think you've already made. No, 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 no. I hate heights. Uh, me either. Would you do it if it was suspended over BDS? <laughs> or what? If, what if it was suspended <laughs> over Tiger Stadium Saturday night? No. Uh, they have shotguns. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, Anyway, that was really a visual. I hope I described it well enough. But I wouldn't even think about doing it. I get antsy when I'm at Talladega on the top row. Yeah. And that's got a seat under me. All right. Sorry, Jay. No, you're good. No, you're good. Send me that picture. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. All right. uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More to come on the Auburn situation who will be their next head coach. We'll continue to talk Alabama and their big matchup over LSU as well. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. ESPN, a staff writer there, SEC reviews field access rules after Alabama-Tennessee issue. Less than a month after Alabama football player appeared to strike a fan who stormed the field at Tennessee, he writes, the SEC announced today that it is forming a working group to address fan access to playing fields, courts, after games. The event security working group will review and update field access policies, consider strategies support effective crowd management for the purpose of enhancing the safety and experience of fans, teams, staff, and officials, according to a news release. Uh, quote, current conference policies need to be reviewed and proved with a focus on addressing field and court incursions by spectators after contest. SEC Commissioner Grace Sankey said that in the statement. He also said the SEC's working group uh, on event security will focus its efforts on reviewing existing policies, developing new strategies, and identifying best practices to enhance crowd management and more effectively address field and court incursions uh, at future SEC athletic events. So uh, the SEC looking into this and trying to get uh, find better practices when it comes to uh, this type of activity and should they allow it or should they totally ban it? Should it be more uh, access, less access, more fines or less fines for the university? So a lot to look at, Lars and Matt, as uh, they kind of move forward with this. Lars, when, when you were in your extended time in Europe, did you go to any of the, their big-time soccer games? I did not. Do they not have the equivalent of a, of a NASCAR catch fence where you can, the hooligans cannot Some, get on the field? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they do. It, I would just. I think they do at Wembley, uh, but I would just. That doesn't necessarily. Throw up if that, they did that here, they, they yeah. felt like they had. It. Here's what you do: if you rush the field, the opponent, the team that lost, gets the ball back one time. <laughs> think that'd stop it. Uh, well, you'd have to clear the field. Yep. Um, 
and and then suddenly Alabama's got the ball on their on the forty. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if there's a I don't I just don't know if there's a good um, solution to this problem. Money uh, that, isn't the that, fines aren't. That, no, no. I mean, if it, you need to really up the fines to uh, make it so it hurts the institution, the member institution uh, that has been um, uh, that that where this occurred. But again, I'm 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 the horse guy. Uh, bring the horses yeah. <laughs> out. But um, I, I I don't know, Jay. I, I I you know what? I've talked to my students about this as well since it's been such a huge topic of, of conversation uh, following the Tennessee Alabama game and the and the Jermaine Burton incident, and that's really what has sparked uh, this whole. Um, review of, of the policies and 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 see you know what what they can do. But Jay, I I just don't know of a good solution other than what what Matt what you just said putting up a, a catch fence where it curves in and yeah. it's basically impossible to get over. Uh, you know that's going to cut down on your ability to see the action on the field. Uh, but, and, and who know? I mean, maybe you threaten students with suspension from school. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, Jay, I, I'm, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I don't think you can, I mean, the university is number one. I, I hate that they even have to pay this. I, mean, I understand it's their security and all that, that they're supposed to, to do that. But, you know, fans rush in the field. They're going to rush the field. And, and there's too many of them. Then you can get enough security probably on the field to, to be able to harness that and, and, and to, to kind of take that in. Um, and, and as far as, which I get mad, I mean, that would be an ultimate really harsh penalty. If you got the ball back, the key is, you know, the logistics of all that. So I, mean, I, I get that, that, that take, um, my, my thing is take it to the fans. I mean, Hey, you're allowed on, but once you get on, you're not getting off. And it's a thousand dollar fan. If you come on a thousand dollars per fan, if you come on the field, you're paying that. And that's going to be your only way without going to jail is to write that check. Uh, I think that would probably maybe even more than that, but that you get a thousand fans, you make a million dollars just like that for the university. And, so and, and what if, what if, what if processing uh, that would uh, be a major? Well, what, what if, what if you it do would have, be, but I'm just saying, I mean, the, what, if have good good what if you have the security out there and you make it known if you come out on the field and you get nabbed by a police officer, yeah. it's a thousand dollars out of your pocket. That's right. That's schools, what I'm saying. You, and you're going to jail for the night. Be a lot of people in jail. No. Uh, maybe you know not. What? Maybe jail. You ever been much. in a drunken student section? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I went to. They don't schools. suddenly. Uh, yeah, he went to an Ivy they League. Don't, uh, <laughs> he's a Columbia grad. Yeah. Uh, um, I, by the way, it's a great school. And, and it really is Peter, a great school. I'm very envious. I'm, I'm jealous. I am very, very envious. Me too. Me too. Um, but you know, how are you gonna? process all that and i'm not saying it's a bad idea okay but how many guys just take a guess how many tennessee fans ended up on the field at nayland stadium Ten thousand? Oh, more than that yeah that'd be 10 million dollars on the revenue 25,000 maybe yeah. but you have to give the money hey, here here it is you have to give the money to the other team how about that one <laughs> yeah that would be awesome. 
I, I don't know. I mean, part of me likes the fact that fans can rush the field. And I know, look, Clemson does it a ton. Um, I, I don't think it's something that should be done every weekend after, you know, Kentucky beats Ole Miss or whatever. I mean, it shouldn't be those type of games. I mean, the Tennessee beating Alabama after 15 years, I, I get it. I mean, I understand why the fans, I mean, they were ecstatic about that. They went nuts. I mean, you watch the videos of these uh, fans and, and, you know, it pinned up frustration for 15 years. But um, I, I don't think you're going to stop it unless the, the fan has to pay for it. I mean, because if they know, okay, I'll rush it, and the university pays two hundred fifty thousand. I mean, the the guy, and I think Matt, you said you knew the guy that's the president uh, of Tennessee, or knew one of the guys. Somebody was making that comment uh, one of the, the that week uh, about the president, but you know, he was out there smoking a cigar, and he had on blue jeans. The president of the University of Tennessee, he wasn't even in the yeah. suit and tie, he, and he's like, "We'll pay it. We ain't worried about it. Have fun." Yes. you know. So there's you know, a video. Was, yeah, it went it went viral of, of somebody panning yeah. into the field. Up to him, and he goes, we'll pay for it. I don't, I don't know That's if you guys right. remember this, but uh, this was back when Jay and I were both in college, uh, 1993, and Wisconsin beats Michigan at Camp Randall Stadium. I don't remember. Right? And they win 13-10. to 10. It was, the, the win was Wisconsin's first victory over Michigan in a dozen years, and it put the Badgers in position to win the Big Ten title and go to the Rose Bowl for the first time in 31 years. And there were 12,000 students in the student section, and they, the, they just went crazy. They, they, the massive exuberance, right? They, they raced from their seats in an attempt to storm the field, and it formed an avalanche of humanity that rolled over two fences and everything else in the path and in the crush. Seventy-three people were injured, six of them critically. It was in, and uh, one of the uh, freshman coaches uh, at Wisconsin said the crowd looked like sand running out of an hourglass. Right, and uh, it looked, and in in this mass exodus from the stands, there were students that surged through the fences, separating fans from the field. And they advanced to the north goalpost on the field. I totally remember this like it was yesterday. And, um, and, and, but it was the shorter and the weaker students, and most of them, most of the injured were females. They were crushed against the fence or trampled. And it was just a horrifying sight. And, and, and the fact that you have the president of the school that you just mentioned, Jay, Tennessee, up there saying, eh, we'll pay the fine. It's no big deal. Man, it, it, it just, it, 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 Things can go bad so fast. I mean, remember the concert in Cincinnati all those years ago? The was that concert. a Who concert? Yeah, I think 11 people died. In yeah, I mean, and, and and the scene in that Wisconsin game, and this is just this is worst-case scenario. It was, it was a nightmare. Ambulance speed onto the field. Paramedics performing CPR on victims, several of whom were unconscious. Uh, Wisconsin tailback Brent Moss, he ran through a... He, Moss uh, was like pulling people who were suffocating from pileups that occurred near one of the down fences. So, so the the idea of putting up one of those fences maybe isn't such a great idea unless you can make sure that that fence will hold. I've seen them climb it at NASCAR races. I've seen them climb up there, and one time they had to stop the race because the guy did it in the middle of the dang race. Now, how dumb is that? I guess I just kind of went off on a tangent there, but this is a great top. Did he have like a three uh, shaved into his uh, hair and his back? <laughs> Are you old enough to remember when the 
<laughs> I know Jay remembers. Are you old enough to remember when the guy stole the pace car at Talladega? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think I remember you telling me about and it he had as a, well. <laughs> guy had a great mullet. I mean, it was perfect. No, he and he did. went the wrong way. It was just, it was, uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how I got to that. But, uh, it's a great topic. I, 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 we were certainly open for suggestions there. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. And Lars, you brought you know, bring up a good point as far as just the, the security side and then the, the the health side or the safety side of it. N- normally in these situations, which, I mean, it, look, if you're at the bottom of the road and you're a girl and all of a sudden everybody's coming over the top of you and you get trampled on, I mean, that's, that's not your fault. Uh, but normally I try to put it back on personal responsibility that there's no universities, no security staff that can really probably handle 10,000 like Tennessee fans coming on the field. At that point in time, to me, is you're, you're entering at your own risk. And it's got to go back to personal responsibility and, and, and holding these universities and look, put up as much as you can. But that kind of crowd coming on the field, that's, that's tough to police. And I hate it when they get mad at universities or security because they didn't handle that situation. Things happen. Well, to me, it's that you also have personal responsibility and common sense. If you're willing to take the risk to go on the field, take the risk to go down there, you understand that there could be some really bad consequences to that, and it could be really good. Uh, but th- that's the risk that you take as a person. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more on Alabama and LSU coming up tomorrow, as well as the big one, Tennessee and Georgia, number one versus number three. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Each week, week. D.C. and Matt Coulter will go deep behind enemy lines on Saturdays during the Tide Tailgate Show on 95.3 The Bear. 63 and tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. Behind the middle 70s, around 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. about NASCAR earlier and uh, some NASCAR news coming out. Jimmy Johnson's NASCAR retirement IndyCar experiment lasted only two seasons, all of two seasons. The seven-time NASCAR champion returning to 2023 to the series that made him a global motorsports star is part owner of Petty GMS. He'll also enter about five cup races. Johnson told the Associated Press this is his first race. That he'll be uh, the uh, season or first race will be the season opening Daytona 500 where he is a two-time winner. He said, I had a watchful eye on the ownership part and what's happening with NASCAR. Uh, the opportunity that I have here, the business structure and the model with NASCAR charters is just so different uh, from that. Anything else in motorsports, Johnson told the AP, I want to be part of it. We certainly wanted Michael, uh, watch Michael Jordan uh, jo- uh, join, watch uh, what the tra- track house racing folks have done. And there's all these rumors of people who want to get into the sport. I'm honored and thankful that I'm going to be a part of it. So Jimmy Johnson's returning to NASCAR. Uh, some other news coming up as well uh, tomorrow. Ty Tailgate Show with Christian Miller, uh, our own Matt Coulter, and also DC. Matt, if you don't mind, tell the folks about uh, the Tailgate Show tomorrow. Oh, we will be on the air at 1 o'clock. We kind of air before the actual Crimson Tide Sports Network airs. And so tomorrow, since the game is at 6, uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network goes on at 3. We go on at 1 o'clock. Christian Miller is a gym. And he has uh, he's learned the ropes of broadcasting faster than any former player I've ever seen. Uh, and he is remarkable, and that's why, guess what? He's uh, For home games, he's on the sidelines with a microphone 
for that very reason. I appreciate you bringing that up. And DC is just one of those really good old time morning drive radio guys, and it mixed, it worked. There's chemistry. So, thank you for uh, letting us let me plug that. No, hey, the reviews of your show have been amazing. Thank and I actually, uh, when I was in Tuscaloosa the other day. Uh, after I was teaching, I, I went by the, the, the bar where you guys do the show from. 1225 12, Sports Bar. 1225, yeah. So it's right across from the CVS on the Strip. And uh, you're like a rock star in there, I man. Don't know I know. I, I'm that. serious. I'm serious. Everybody knows who you are. And uh, I want to go in there with you sometime so I don't have to pay for any. Uh, hey, if you come during, the, during our show. Gotcha. <laughs> and I know the menu, believe me. I know the menu. It's a cool it's place. All good. Yeah, it's a great place, and it's very, it's very large. It's yeah. very long. So you're up on the uh, stage, or nah, the, are, you, are, actually, you're, are you the DJ box no, up there? No, we sit next to the door as people enter, and I don't want to face the street. I will be very honest with you. The cowboy boots and the dress <laughs> and the coat. I'm sorry, and, and I guess I'm probably going to get fired because I'm acting like a chauvinist. But the view is spectacular. Well, you about the guys that come by. I'm a guy. No, yeah, not those <laughs> cowboy boots. I'm talking about the white ones, Jay. I'm not the I was white to help ones. You out, man. Uh, and, and, yeah, I appreciate it, but I don't. I would rather just go ahead and be accused of being a chauvinist than what you were intimating. Uh, but it anyway. broke back mountain moment. Uh, there was some broke back mountain text here recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not go there. I, I, we'd probably go back to telling lawyer jokes. All right, guys. Last night, huge for Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. just, it, I know they lost game five of the World Series, but the Eagles won. Hurts is 8-0. Yep. But my, I know everybody was watching that. I was watching game five of the World Series. And you guys know, I've been watching the World Series and watching baseball literally all my life so far. It was one of the greatest baseball games I've ever seen. A 3-2 to two game, so you had the pitchers, you had the hitters. The matchup between... Justin Verlander and Bryce Harper, every time it was edge of your seat TV. And then there was there's a guy that came off the bench. I had never heard of him. His name is Trey Mancini, who ended up making one of the defensive stops of, of the entire year. And then McCormick, the center fielder for the Astros, buries himself into the fencing and uh, right center. Makes an that was an unbelievable catch. catch. Or the Phillies win it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked a lot like me as as a Crimson Panther at Huntsville High School. So, who do you give the edge to? Houston, Houston. Is, is that you remember that one I made at Optimus yes. Park? Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're going back to Houston, so uh, it's. Uh, I think. But now is, is, Verland, is Verlander even going to pitch again? Uh, so he's done. He's done, man. He was. Uh, he's just. A, he was he's, magnificent he is, last uh, night. Great, great baseball. And here, I'll, I'll cap this conversation off. One final comment. I hate both those teams. But <laughs> you can't beat great baseball. And last night, well, yeah, let's stick I'm with, getting choked up talking about let, it. Let's stick with Philly for a second, Jay. Okay. And uh, Jalen Hurts now has won, I believe, 11 consecutive games as a starter. Uh, he, I would say he's the front runner for NFL MVP at, uh, essentially the midway point of the season. And, uh, he is just so much more comfortable and natural in the pocket. His accuracy is so improved since when he was at Alabama, 
He looks like a completely different player. And when he was a freshman, starting in Alabama, you know, I went down to his hometown in, in Texas, Channel View, Texas, and I talked to some of his coaches and classmates, and they were even surprised that he was recruited by Alabama because the, he was really inaccurate as a high school player. And now to go from having to transfer from Alabama because he gets benched and beat out to becoming perhaps the best player in the NFL is a re- remarkable transformation. I mean, Jay, have you one? I know this is a long question, but have you ever seen anything like this in a player in a quarterback, especially? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, over time, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I'd say I could probably point to a few of those. Um, and especially at that position, because it just takes so long to get to where you get into your rhythm and you really kind of find yourself as a quarterback, especially in today's game where Jalen was a tremendous athlete coming out of, of high school and had a great mind for the game. Coach Saban recognized that and felt like, you know, we can make him into a, a no passer. It, it just took him a lot of time. Um, but, but look, Jalen, when he was there, I mean, he had some unbelievable moments. That run against Clemson, even though they lost it down in Tampa, was unbelievable. I'll never forget being with my kids at that game and going crazy when he made that long run. The defense could not hold them to come back and score. Uh, he then goes on and, you know, leads Alabama uh, to a national championship and then Tua steps in at, at second to 26. But then the next year is the SEC championship game and then he's gone the next year to Oklahoma. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, if Jalen is back, if Alabama does a win another national championship, I'm not saying he would overcome Tua, but he'd have been there to replace him if things weren't going well. All right, we got hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. Hour number two here on this Friday edition. Getting ready for Alabama LSU after a bye week. And then uh, Tennessee, Georgia, the big matchup in the SEC, but also nationally. Number one versus number three. That will be played in Athens, Georgia, 2.30 on CBS. And uh, Alabama LSU coming up uh, as well tomorrow night. And uh, also UTSA uh, travels into uh, UAB. Uh, UAB got UTSA coming tomorrow, I think, at 2.30. So uh, go Blazers. Uh, When you look at... Uh, the uh, storylines today we got uh, coming up a little bit later on uh, in the show. Clint Lamb at 1.30. He'll join us at the bottom of this hour. We'll get his take on the Alabama LSU matchup from Bama Insider on three and uh, much more. We've talked about Jimmy Johnson's return to NASCAR. We've talked about the matchups around the SEC, some of the national implications as well. We've talked the uh, Final Four over the last few days. We'll get uh, Lars' uh, take on that. Uh, Tony asked uh, Matt and I both the question, who will the Final Four be next Tuesday, in your opinion, through some different scenarios? We'll get Lars' take on that. We gave our top seven, but uh, we'll get that from him coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we were talking about earlier uh, the World Series going into the top of the hour, and um, I found it interesting. And Matt, I'll get you to answer this after I, I do the sponsor. Let me just go through that. Presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, and uh, they are unbelievable. We call it the bowling of this generation. Well, let's tailgates before those UAB matchups and after, or any event going on at Protective State. And we're just going down and having a great time at Top Golf in that uptown area of Birmingham. You'll love it. Get out to Top Golf today. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. I was looking back um, and, and thinking uh, last night as I was watching the World Series game with the Astros and the Phillies and the way the guys wear the uniforms now, the longer hair, um, it reminds me so much of the 1970s um, and kind of how the guys dressed and how they looked. And I don't know if you guys feel that way as well. I feel like we've kind of gone back in time and a lot of times history and, and time just kind of repeat itself when it comes to fashion or you know facial hair to, to how guys wear their hair as, as well. Um, but uh, if I felt like I'm watching a 1970s matchup. I mean, remember the guys, uh, what, uh, Jim uh, Cat, uh, you talk about Gene Garber, Tug McGraw, Tim McGraw's dad, uh, Ron Reed, some of the great Phillies of the 1970s. And to me, it just reminded me of watching that game. We're watching a lot of the games uh, now. Uh, the way the guys dress, the way they look, reminds me so much of the 1970s. Yeah, and the, uh, the Philly center fielder, Marsh, looks the least like any baseball player I think I've ever seen. He's got the ZZ top beard, and I mean it's down below the Phillies logo. And his hair looks like he hasn't washed it. He's really kind of a, what, what we call him back in the 70s, he kind of looks like a hippie. Can I say that without getting in trouble now? But he's a heck of a ball player. Um, the one thing, I, and you know how old school I am, one thing I don't like is that the uniforms aren't worn uniformly that makes sense to you mm-hmm. what do you mean well somewhere their stockings up around their knees oh. somewhere their pants all the way down to their spikes 
Um, I, this and this is the way I was coached. I mean, you're a team. You look like a team. Yeah. You all wear your hat. You know, here's how you do your stockings and. Uh, but you know that really didn't have a whole lot to do with how they play. Uh, but so you still like you, you like the Astros? Do you, you do you think last night's game? I don't was, like either of these teams. No, I, I'm saying to yeah. win, to win it. Uh, yeah, you're right, but you're was right. last night's game the key game in the yes. series? When when it's all said and done, and we're looking back and doing a sort of a, a, a retrospection on this series, you think last night's game was going to be the, is going to be the key? Usually, game three, if it's tied, is the pivot. In fact, I saw a stat at 68%. This amazed me. 68% of the team that win game three win it all. Well, the Phillies won game three, and I don't think that's going to happen. But what it did last night is it put Houston in the lead three games to two, and now they're going back to Minute Maid Park to play two at home. I mean, who are you going to take? It's the Astros all day long. So they just got to win one. Yeah. One of the next it. two. And uh, one of the things that uh, I really – really pull for is a game seven because game seven baseball and game seven stanley cup are some of the most exciting sports you'll ever see do you see a parallel between the phillies and the tennessee volunteers in that this has like just been sort of a magical run for the phillies even though they weren't great in the regular season they got hot yes at the right time uh, I, I do in some way, but here's the deal which makes And also, it, is momentum a big deal in baseball? It, it is, but Houston's just better, you know? They're, they're, Sometimes yeah. you can have all the momentum, all the mojo in the world. You're still going to get your butt kicked. They just hit better. They feel better. They pitch better. That's how I feel Usually, about Georgia versus uh, Tennessee. And you think Tennessee is going to win it all? No, um, I'm sorry. I, I think Georgia's okay. a better yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. You told me earlier. Okay, I'll get back to this, and then yeah. we're going to talk about Alabama LSU. But... Midway through the seasons, season, the Phillies fired Joe Girardi. Boom! Gone. They brought in Rob Thompson. A manager can make a difference. But unfortunately, I think they're going to come up. Why, why, okay. I, I'd love to dig deeper into this, and I know we don't have time, but but what, what, what's the abridged answer, abridged version of the answer of why, why does a manager make so big of a difference in baseball? Is it is it motivation? Is it... Uh, just knowing w w what positions to put players in. Uh, is it, uh, you know, knowing when to pull the pitchers, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, there's there's a million different things managers do, but ultimately it's just guys making plays. Uh, here's a really good example. Bryson Stott is a shortstop, okay? Hitting a buck 96 most of his career, you know? You really don't hang around, even if you're a shortstop, which is a glove position. Even if you're a shortstop, hitting below the Mendoza line isn't good. They were sending him up and sending him down. Thompson said, you're my guy. Come in here. You're going to get four at-bats a night, and we're going to play you. Well, and, and he now he has confidence, and that spreads throughout the team. And you're right. Making managerial decisions from your bullpen is huge. But day-to-day -day starting lineups. And then I think the most per the most important thing is how the rapport you have with your players. Yeah. Some guys got it. Some guys, some guys ain't. But do, your man, do, do, do you managers, see your man Dusty do, Baker last night? Just, oh, yeah. He did one of these. <laughs> did I describe that? 
yeah. well enough. Yeah. Right there yeah. on yeah. TV. Yeah. No, I, oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, I won't get in. No, no, Jay's heard me tell my Dusty Baker story so many times. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Let, hey, let's move on to LSU Alabama and um, start just breaking down this game one last time. Um, Jay, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what's the key to victory for Alabama in this game? Yeah, they're favored, but man, they're going into a hostile environment. We all know how difficult night games are in, in Death Valley. Um, what, what is the, uh, sort of, again, the path to victory for Alabama? I think the biggest thing when you go on the road is try to take the, the crowd out of the game. You've heard me talk about that many times. Um, you know, having a success, on your first drive to where you can score, you know, whether it's you go ahead or you match a score uh, from the other team, uh, being able to hold them, make them one-dimensional, make uh, Jaden Daniels beat you throwing the football. I think uh, you don't want to get into where they're able to run it whenever they want. Uh, so stop that first and make it a little bit one-dimensional. But he, he's been a really good quarterback and probably one of the best, if not the best, that Brian Kelly has had. We've talked about that throughout the week. He averages 292 yards of total offense per game and uh, also leads the team in rushing uh, production. Uh, is fourth among FBS quarterbacks with 524 yards on the ground, good for 4.6 yards per carry, nine additional touchdowns as well on the ground. Uh, his arm, uh, man, he's hitting, what, 70% of his passes, 12 touchdowns, just one interception, so he's making good decisions. So uh, it's going to be about disrupting him, not letting him feel you know comfortable that he's ahead of the chains at his second now in eight or ten, second and you know, six or longer. Uh, you don't want to get to where it's second short to where they can make the explosive plays or at least try for it down the field gives them a little bit more uh, room to do that. Uh, but uh, I, again, just, I think Jaden Daniels, how he plays, how Alabama affects him. And, and I always believe you got to be able to stop the run to win games uh, and, uh, and be able to run the football as well on the offense side of the football. And I think this is where a game where Jameer Gibbs becomes a huge part of the game plan. I think too, uh, offensively, you're going to see, you know, kind of maybe the receiver groups that have worked over the last week and a half through the uh, bye week uh, that feel more comfortable about uh, kind of where they're at and understand and corrected some of the mistakes that they made throughout the year that maybe they haven't had a chance to really work on because of the day-to-day, in-and-out uh, week, how it goes. So the bye week has been good for Alabama. Hopefully they'll come off of this feeling fresh and recovered. Hopefully for Bryce will feel better as well as far as with his injury, and uh, Alabama hopefully will play their best game that they've played so far this year on the road. And, Matt, what do you think? What is uh, going to be the key to success for Alabama on Saturday night? You know, just gonna kind of spill out what everybody else has, and you know you got to take the crowd out. Um, you got to try and contain Daniel. I mean, he is man. Has he gotten good over the last couple of games? Yeah. Um. So that in um, that's Brian Kelly. That's Brian Kelly working his magic. Wow. And and I tell you what, uh, if it weren't for Heupel, he'd be coach of the year in the SEC. Oh, yeah. He would probably get some national attention as well. But um, I, I think the other thing is they got to get it inside their helmet. They got to get that mean road guy look. As um, as Christian Miller tells us, got to get the dogs out. You got to get mean. You got to go in there with the attitude, this is my house. And I think that's, that's more important than any of the X's and O's. Alabama's got to become the road warriors that they have been under Saban in the past. To me, this game has Will Anderson written all over it. LSU ranks 116th nationally in sacks allowed, 108th in sack rate allowed. 
And uh, it's because Daniels, he's a young player. He's just spending too much time in the pocket waiting for the perfect moment to get rid of the ball. And that is a, a troubling path to go down when you're facing uh, a defense that has Will Anderson. I, I, I think Will Anderson is going to have his best game of the season. And I think he's going to make a game-changing play. And, uh, you know, you as an Alabama, if you're an Alabama fan, you would like to hope that this is the game where everything gets righted. Okay, like the, the, the penalties, the mental errors, uh, you've had the time off uh, with the bye week to do uh, self-assessment, self-analysis, self-scouting. Uh, hopefully Bryce has uh, gotten a chance to get a little bit healthier. And, and I know Coach Saban has said he really hasn't been practicing. Um, and so this is, uh, I, this is I, I, to me, this game, Jay, this is tailor-made for the best player in the country, and I truly still believe the best player in the country is Will Anderson. All right, we'll continue we'll with that and more on Alabama LSU at one thirty. We got Clint Lamson and Jonas from Bama Insider on three. Coming up on the other side, we'll get Lars's take. We haven't heard it yet. He was off on Wednesday and Thursday from uh, the Final Four, the uh, CFP's first uh, coming out party as far as where it's at, what he thinks it'll be coming up on next Tuesday and uh, what order that will be as far as the teams. Where does Alabama lie in there? And also the Auburn Tigers get his take once more. Hour number two for a lot of you just tuning in on what uh, yesterday Terry Henley said at uh, Lane Kiffin, next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. That and much more. Stay with us live from ABX. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. To help veterans stay safe this severe weather season, the Tuscaloosa County EMA and Tuscaloosa VA Medical Center. Low 63, and tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. Behind the middle 70s, around 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. to rock and roll sushi and the, the music you love the food you love as well the hibachi is unbelievable you'll love that i know a couple of my kids i get that instead of the sushi and uh, they've got pretty much anything there for you and your family uh or your loved ones when you go out uh, whether it's going out on dates uh with uh, your girlfriend or with your wife hopefully not both don't do that uh but r&r rock and roll sushi please uh, go out try it and uh, they have uh, been looking for help as well when it comes to workers and as they continue to expand and grow and Matt, I know you and Karen go out a bunch. Lars, I know you love to go as well to Rock and Roll Sushi, but a great sponsor of the show. Have y'all tried the Headbanger Shrimp as an appetizer? I haven't. Okay. I have. Yeah. It's awesome. Headbanger it's, Shrimp. It's, it's become my favorite thing on the menu. It's, if, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's like shrimp on a stick. And then they, they fry it, but lightly. And then they have the sauce that they put on it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Sounds it's good. like a, it's it a lot like bang bang shrimp from a lot of other places. Yeah, uh, 
but it's well worth the trip. It is. I know they've got the new one now on Southside. I always go to the one in Hoover, which is the largest providing, largest, largest serving rock and roll sushi in their 51-store chain. So. All right, guys. So college football playoff rankings uh, came out on Tuesday. And um, to no one's surprise, uh, I'm, I know you guys have discussed this last two days when I've been gone, that Tennessee is atop the list. So it's Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Michigan 5, Alabama 6, TCU 7. Okay, so to me, these rankings mean nothing. I mean, nothing. It is a waste of time, and it is a made-for-TV event because it's just, uh, it's just a snapshot in time, and, and it, it sort of just an, annoys me. These rankings annoy me. Uh, but there is now we have a, a, a sort of historical perspective that we can put things in. And, um, you, you know, that uh, you, you go back to 2014 and 2015. 2014, Ohio State, number 16 in the first rankings. In 2015, Oklahoma was... 15 in the rankings and both teams made the CFP and the Buckeyes won the national uh, title that year in 2014. I'm sure Alabama fans still remember Ezekiel Elliott running all over um, Alabama. And, but also you look and 59% of the teams ranked in the top four in the first rankings have gone on to make the playoffs. So roughly 60%, six out of 10. Um, but you know, uh, so much remains to be seen. Uh, I think we're, we're going to get, I believe two teams out of the sec. Um, and, uh, I think we're going to get one team out of the big 10 and that's going to come down to, uh, the final regular season game of the season, uh, in the big 10 between Ohio state and Michigan. Uh, and be, be, because the, uh, the winner of, uh, of of the Big Ten uh, West has no shot of, of beating either Ohio State or Michigan. And I, I like Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State's going to win the national championship, for the record. Um, by the way, you've been saying that since August. Yeah, yeah. And But, but teams to watch here to get that last spot, uh, if, if this does, in fact, happen the way I think it will, uh, TCU. They've been pretty. They've been impressive. They 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 have a, as an impressive resume as anyone in the country, and I think the committee did not do them justice by putting them down so low. And Clemson, even though they have not looked pretty, I still think they control their own destiny. And then I think if one of those two teams slip up, then you have the Pac-12 that could slip a team into the playoffs as the number four seed could be a one loss Oregon, which just got hammered by Georgia in the first uh, game of the season. But Oregon is a much different team now with Bo Nix. We've discussed that. And I think USC and UCLA still are, are looming there, still have a, an outside, outside chance depending on what happens with these other conferences. But a, a team to watch, really, uh, Matt, is, is TCU. And uh, I think the Big 12 has a chance if, if TCU can keep winning – 
to uh, get that fourth team in. Because like I said, Matt, uh, I think we're going to have two teams from from the SEC, uh, even if uh, the 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 it, it, it's either going to be Alabama, t- Alabama, ten. It'll be two two of the three, right? We all know this: Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and then uh, most likely from the Big Ten, it's either going to be uh, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and then uh, the third team will probably be Clemson. Even though I don't think Clemson is the uh, excuse me the fourth team, uh, Cle- I don't think Clemson is the fourth best team in the country. I think if you put Clemson and TCU on the same field, I think uh, TCU wins that game. Uh, I even think Oregon would beat uh, Clemson at, at this point, the way Bo Nix is playing. And Bo Nix is just getting better and better each week, by the way. He, he is somebody really worth watching. But, uh, the, Matt, that, that's just my, my, my quick takeaway from uh, the rankings that were released on Tuesday. Um, I'm going the other way on TCU. Uh, Duggan is an outstanding quarterback. And really boy, good. did he ring it up this past weekend. Yep. That was just an impressive win. Was it 46 to nothing or something? I mean, it was, yeah. just, it was a spanking uh, against a pretty good team. But uh, their, their victories of note are uh, number 18, Oklahoma. Well, we, are, we all know where that went. Um, then they beat Kansas. Okay. 38-31, close game. Um, Oak, Oak State, Kansas State, and West Did you Virginia. see what they did to Oklahoma State? Look this thing back up. I believe they dismantled them pretty well. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think they skunked them, but that's not on this schedule. But anyway, I'm looking at the wrong deal here. However, uh, they still got a. They got some games down the road where I could see a possible stumble. I don't think Dying. the Frogs will be in the final four. We got uh, Clint Lamb coming up next. Bama Insider on three. We'll get his take on Alabama and LSU. Big matchup coming up for the Crimson Tide down in Baton Rouge coming up this weekend. So stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.C. Letter O. <laughs> Alright, welcome back in. Alabama 13 and 5 coming off a bye week under Nick Saban. Also, Crimson Tide has held six to their 18 opponents and 10 or fewer four points after a bye. And uh, three of LSU's four wins have been comebacks and double-digit deficits this year, the most since this 2007 national title team. Let's talk Alabama and LSU. we got the guest, best guy to come in and do it. That is Clint Lamb from Bama Insider on three. And always great to have him on each and every week to preview the big matchups for the Crimson Tide. Clint, great to have you on. I hope you've had a great week so far. Oh, it's been fantastic. Good having uh, a football game to look forward to this weekend and cover. I uh, hope you guys are doing well today. Let's just start from, you know, Alabama coming off the bye week. What did they get done 
uh, during the bye week and uh, moving into a, a matchup against an LSU team that early in the year didn't look like it was going to be that formidable, but has really improved as time has gone on, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, they really have gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, they check in at number 10 in the first, the initial college football playoff rankings. I think a lot of that, I mean, obviously you have Ole Miss at number 11. They just completely destroyed on Ole Miss. So I think from a, just a simple standpoint, it would make sense to have them ranked ahead of them. But they also have two losses, including a loss to Florida State, which doesn't really look that great on the resume um, compared to pretty much every other top 10 team or really top 15 team, to be honest. But at the same time, I think the committee looks at who LSU was in week one. They were still trying to figure some things out. You have a new head coach. You got a new quarterback. You got two young offensive tackles starting. Um, and so I think that they look and they say, well, the, the LSU team that we're seeing today is not the same one that we saw, you know, back in week one. And so they're playing a lot more. I personally think, you know, top 15, top 20, top 15 ish, uh, is where I kind of would actually put where I view their talent. But at the same time, I still think that they're playing really good football. But from Alabama's perspective, you know, coming off the bye week, the, I think the number one priority was getting guys healthy. I think it came at a really good time. Uh, a couple of uh, defensive linemen, Jaheim Otis and DJ Dell, both those guys missed the Mississippi State game. You already had Justin Aboyd be out, uh, and he's, you know, going to continue to be out. He's probably likely done for the season. You've got, you know, Deontay Lawson, who had been getting a lot of run at linebacker and even started a couple of games with uh, Jalen Moody dealing with an injury, uh, a kidney injury, or bruised kidney or whatever they, you know, refer to it as. So you had guys, especially on defense, you know, at those first two levels where you were starting to get a little thin. And so I think they're going to be able to get a couple of those guys back, and I think that'll be big going against this LSU offense in Baton Rouge at night. It's going to be an electric, uh, you know, atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But, you know, I think so injuries was certainly an important part that they wanted to focus on is just getting guys healthy. And then the other thing was, the big thing was just making sure guys were, you know, I think the way that Nick Saban put it, you know, what are you going to attach yourself to for the upcoming challenges for the rest of the season? Meaning, what are you going to allow to be in your head? You know, are you going to focus on all the pressures that come along with, with winning football? Are you going to focus on, you know, trying to win a national championship? Are you going to focus on all the things that you need to do in order to position yourself to win a national championship? And so I think it's been you know, getting guys healthy and really correcting the mentality and the mindset of the team and trying to alleviate some of that uh, anxiety that players have been dealing with, you know, prior to games. So we'll see if it ends up paying off because it's a really tough matchup and it's a very tough environment. And so, you know, the, the Mississippi State game only gave us so much as far as penalties and stuff. They did a good job, but it's not a road game. So I think that the next two weeks are really going to tell us a lot about this team. What are one or two keys to victory for Alabama? that you're going to be watching closely on Saturday night? Well, you know, I think any time that you want to limit someone's success. Now, the weather, that's really going to play a huge factor. It could play a huge factor, right? Because if if there's rough weather, then both teams are going to have to be a lot more one-dimensional, and then that kind of changes everything. But I'm approaching this right now from, uh, let's say, the weather doesn't play a huge role. Uh you know, you, you want to try to limit the success of a player like Jaden Daniels, and he's been phenomenal the last two games. I mean, he's averaged just under, like, 300 yards passing, uh, over 80 yards rushing. I think he's had 11 total touchdowns in the last two games alone, so that's five and a half per game. That's pretty incredible. But at the same time, we also can't forget that just, you know, three or four weeks ago when they played Auburn, uh, he was essentially benched. So it's not like he's been this flawless, quarterback like a Hendon Hooker who's who's been without mistakes and limitations 
LSU's just been trying to really figure some things out. And I think the, the play around him is getting better as well, which I think is elevating him. But you've got to be able to limit his success, uh, you know, running the football. I think Alabama was a little too worried about him and Hooker's legs in that Tennessee matchup, and that really made them vulnerable in other ways. And so I'll be curious to see how they attack Jaden Daniels because he didn't have he didn't have the same kind of you know deep ball accuracy and touch on the vertical stuff and really ha- he didn't have the same kind of command of LSU's offense as Hendon Hooker but he's still a guy who can beat you in a, in a variety of ways so you got to take that into account and try to limit his success he's going to have a ton of options uh, weapons to throw to I think LSU's probably got the best receivers that Alabama's going to play this year not named Tennessee um, so I'll be curious to see how the, their defensive backs hold up but. You know, I think uh, a huge area for Alabama where they should be able to exploit is the two freshman tackles that I was talking about. You know, Will Campbell's been, you know, solid for a freshman. He's only allowed, I want to say, nine or ten pressures. I think just one sack. He did miss a game. Um, but he allowed four against Florida. Uh, and, you know, most of those come in from Brenton Cox, who's now since been, you know, uh, I guess dismissed from the team. But Emory Jones at right tackle, he's the one that, I mean, it's, the, it's been like 18 or 19 pressures, four sacks, and only like seven games. He's also a true freshman, top 100 prospect, just like Will Campbell. Um, but, you know, really, both these two tackles, they've, they've, teams that have gone against LSU, their exterior pass rush has been able to get home quite a bit. And so I'll be curious to see if, you know, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. They were supposed to be this kind of all-world trio of outside linebackers, pass rushers, and we've seen it to some degree. I think fans have been a little bit too hard on it, just how the offense has played them. But at the same time, you know, you would like to see them kind of take over and dominate football games because that's really yeah, – you've built a lot of your defense around those guys. And so I think going against two true freshman tackles, this is a great opportunity – because if you can put consistent pressure on Jaden Daniels, then that kind of takes care of that matchup as well as far as him being able to throw the football. So that's something that I'm definitely looking out for. It should be heavily in Alabama's favor, that kind of matchup. But, you know, at the same time, Kelvin Banks, who was a five-star freshman tackle for Texas, and then they had another freshman offensive lineman back in week two. We all thought they were going to completely feast on that offensive line, and you really just didn't see that a whole lot, especially early when, you know, Quinn Ewers was in the game. So, They've got to be able to, to have the right mindset. I think they got to attack them in the correct way. And if they can do that, then, you know, personally, I think this game could get pretty ugly or pretty lopsided in Alabama's favor. But if the weather comes into play, then you got to start talking about run games and the Alabama's had an elite run defense. And I think that kind of plays in their favor. Um, they've been able to run the football when they've really committed to it. When they've had Bryce Young in there, they maybe haven't always committed to it as much as they need to. Um, but when they've needed, you know, Jameer Gibbs to kind of be the, that guy. He's been able to put up some great, you know, fantastic performances. So if they have to transition to more of a run-oriented style, I still think that plays now in his favor overall. You don't think LSU's run defense is all that great. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a super interesting matchup, and I can't wait to watch it. Uh, for the record, I just checked Baton Rouge weather. There is some uh, a lot of rain coming in, but most of it should be in the morning, the afternoon. But you never know. These systems can stall out, and you could get uh, two inches of rain uh, at Death Valley at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. My question is about Alabama between the ears. Have you noticed a change? And maybe just go back to before Utah State's game. You're talking to players then. Do you see something different this week? Well, you know, here's the problem um, is that I think guys have, have done a pretty good job of saying the right things. It's really doing the right things that's been the problem. Um, 
you know, anytime we've talked to players, you know, their their answers have seemed, you know, uh, correct. I mean, even a guy like, you know, Will Anderson, you know, when he was been asked about, you know, a, a hateful competitor going on the road and making fans leave, it's like that sounds great and wonderful, but then when pushes come to shove, they haven't really been able to do that. So I think that from a yeah, hearing these guys talk and just what's coming out of their mouths and stuff, it's like it, it's pretty much a lot of the same. Um, but what we'll we'll find out this weekend, we'll find out tomorrow, uh, because you know going on the road, I understand that LSU to me being number ten, do I view them as the number ten team in the country? I do not, but the, I still think they're a top twenty team, maybe even a top fifteen team. And when you've got to go to Baton Rouge, a very tough place to play at night with that fan base. Crowd's going to be electric. It's going to be really loud. This is a great opportunity for Brian Kelly. You know, he's had trouble beating Nick Saban. If you can come in in year one and hand him a, a loss and kind of establish yourself, you know, LSU is quote-unquote being back. I mean, LSU will kind of control its own destiny um, as far as the SEC championship is concerned. They'll be in a great position to be able to push for that in year one under Brian Kelly. So there's a, a lot of, 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 you know, pressure in this football game. And if Alabama can go in there and they can handle their business, like I think, I still think they're capable of, they just haven't done it yet. And I am kind of growing weary as far as assuming that this is the week it's going to happen. And then they continue to be a lot more of the same. So I'm going to, you know, take the wait and see approach. But, um, you know, like I said, this week and next week, the fact that you've got two, you know, probably going to be top 10 matchups um, and back to back weeks on the road, they can you know, really kind of quieten the criticisms of, of being able to play on the road and keep your mental focus. Clint Lamb, Bam Insider, and also on three, uh, joining us, talking to Alabama LSU coming up tomorrow. I know Coach does not like to talk about games and what they mean, you know, kind of off the peripheral, whether it be a rivalry. He mentioned that early in the, in the week, saying this is a rivalry and game, which it has become for a lot of younger fans. I've seen LSU and Alabama have great matchups. Uh, you know, for me, it was Tennessee and Auburn, but th- this has to be a special game for him based on what he accomplished at LSU, the way that he left and coming back into the SEC in Alabama. Talk about that. And just, is, is that still as big as it was 15, 16 years ago? Uh, I think to some degree, absolutely. I mean, he, it, LSU, um, he, uh, from everything that I've ever heard, he very much enjoyed his time at LSU. He wanted to try out the NFL and ended up not working out. LSU really didn't need a coach when he was coming back to the college game. And then he goes to Alabama, what he's been able to build there. You know, fans were already upset that he went to a, a, a division rival. But then on top of that, the success that he's had in creating one of the greatest college football dynasties of all time, that really created a lot of hatred and animosity. That I really think flows one way. I don't think, you know, Nick Saban has any animosity towards fans or the program or anything like that. But, you know, this is a – LSU, they brought in Brian Kelly with the purpose of we're trying to become that team. Everybody's trying to become that team in the SEC, well, really the SEC in general. Everybody's hiring new coaches. They're trying to get things going with NIL and they're recruiting. But LSU, they, because of the, the hotbed that Louisiana is and their history, I mean, they've won some national championships since Nick Saban left, right? So, I mean, it's it's like they have a lot – they're a lot further along than a lot of these other programs if you do have the correct guy in place and – if Brian Kelly can get a win over Alabama, I think the momentum for LSU kind of, you know, inserting themselves into that conversation for being the premier program in the SEC West, I think that conversation needs to be had. I think that saying that that's the case would be premature, but I think at least, you know, everybody's been assuming probably if it's not Alabama or continues to be Alabama, it would be Jimbo Fisher at A&M. We've all seen how that's worked out so far. 
So it's kind of up for grabs as far as who's going to be that second power with the potential when Nick Saban retires to maybe take over as the top program in the West. And so I think that, you know, from Nick Saban's perspective, uh, you know, if you can continue to kind of – if you can go on the road and, and beat a top-10 LSU team when their fan base is really excited, you know, then I think that that continues to kind of, you know, assert your dominance uh, in that, you know, division, and I think that certainly matters. Clint, as always, great stuff, my man. Final question for you. If you were to make a prediction right now, who would be the next head coach of the Auburn Tigers? Oh, man. As far as – I would – Personally, I think, you know, if you could get Lane Kiffin, that'd be great. I don't think Hugh Freeze would be bad, but, um, I, you know, just to me, I feel like that Deion Sanders, regardless of his lack of experience, you know, coaching in the SEC and stuff, I just think that it, what he's been able to do really would set him up for success at a place like Auburn and being able to go into Georgia and recruit, um, being able to connect with players. So I certainly think that he would make a great candidate, but there's so many great options. And, you know, I think they end up with somebody pretty good. Clint, thank you, man. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, Clint Lamb. Thank you, Clint. Joining us from Bama Insider on three always does a terrific job. All right, we'll wrap it up here coming up on the other side. But, Matt, you got a tease for us going out. Yeah, I wanted, uh, we're going to do Fun Friday. On the other side of this break, I'm going to take you guys back to elementary school and ask you a question of, uh, of great significance in my eyes. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. See better and drive safer with Rain-X Advantage wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, purchase a pair of Rain-X Advantage Low 63, and tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day with a few showers around. Behind the middle 70s, around 75 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And uh, Tony Curry been with us a bunch this week with the Tony Curry Radio Network as well. And we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sonny King Ford. Matt, you had a tease going in talking about elementary school days. What, what you got? Yeah, um, <clears throat> just a brief bit of how this came about. My uh, daughter Madison substitute teaches first graders, and she sent me a text and saying they're absolutely out of control. You know that's going to happen. <laughs> And I sent her a text back, tongue and she I said, make them go dust the erasers during recess. Do y'all even know what that means? Oh, yeah. Mm, it's when you pound the erasers together, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, from the chalkboard. Yep, yeah. yeah, while the other kids play. Yeah. So my question, Lars, with you, what kind of punishments did some of your teachers put on you when you were younger? We're going to take spanking out of the equation. I mean, I'm. I got spanked at school. Not often, by the way. We didn't do but spanking did they make you in Nebraska. Do, did, uh, 
Jay, you think? You know, I, anything... I, I, I got to tell you, Matt, I was a good kid in school. Well, what about the other kids then? Uh, uh, how would they be punished? Jay, I imagine you didn't get spanked I think, very often I think either. sometimes you'd have to, if you no, did something did. bad, like if you if you talked a lot, you'd have to go to the corner and just uh, sit on a chair and look into the corner for maybe 10 minutes. How degrading. That was about that was that was about the extent of it. Jay, what about you? I uh, got spanked uh, one time uh, by Principal uh, Mitchell, uh, who was our principal at the time. I think I was in uh, fifth grade and got into an altercation with uh, kind of a bully of the school, and he came at me and I size wiped him and threw him over the desk of the teacher, and the desk fell over and the papers <laughs> went flying. And she loved me, but uh, she had to, she had to send us to the office and. Bend over, touch your toes, and bam, bam, bam. Got home, bend over, touch your toes, bam, bam, bam. Because <laughs> got it from the dad as well, uh, if you got it at school. Um, yeah. And then, um, but as far as the other, probably third grade. And our third grade teacher would put us, which I loved her to death, but she would put us in a, almost as large talked about a timeout space, but it was a space you had to go behind this, um, kind of like, you know, you change in type of, uh, you know, the, trying to think of the, the the object, which you'd say, but um, and and so you went behind that that area, and so you couldn't see the students, and you had like certain books that she would have you read, and those books dealt with discipline or doing things right, all that kind of stuff. You had to stay back there for like an entire hour, um, and that was that was not fun, especially if you didn't like to read at that age that much, and then had to read about stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean that and uh, the PE, you had you know you had to do push-ups or different things if you if you did something there. I mean it was. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably you know, the, the biggest thing in, in large, you said Nebraska. Nobody was spanking in Nebraska at that time. No schools. Nope. Nope. Wow. Not not that I'm aware well, of. Jay, but now we, we, we know we what's also, wrong with large. Yeah, I know. exactly. Uh, but we also had a, a, a dunce cap. <laughs> Do you guys have a dunce cap? No, but I've seen that, and that really is degrading. Yeah, now, that was way mm -hmm. even before my time. Yeah, but you'd did, have you'd have me, to wear the dunce cap. Let me reel off a couple. Of, All right, yeah, go ahead. Have, go ahead. Did you ever have to write sentences? No. Jay? I, and I don't think I did, but I remember seeing students have yeah. to do it in their notebooks, uh, you know, sometimes on the board, but mostly in their notebooks. If they did something, I will not do this again. I will act this way. I mean, the teacher kind of wrote the yeah. first two sentences out. So repeat Simpson. that now for the next yeah. hundred, hundred times. Your hand would cramp up. Mm -hmm. just, so what, what, what did you have to do, Matt? Um, here's one that was unique. I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody else getting this from a teacher. Um, Miss Diggle, my third grade teacher, best best grade school teacher ever. She said, "All right, come up here." And she would give you two dictionaries, and you would have to extend your arms out straight. Put a oh, dictionary wow. on one palm, put a dictionary on the other palm. Do you know how long it takes before you collapse? About 30 seconds. You think, "Oh, that's no big deal." Oh, my. Of course, that may have bordered on some kind of abuse, do you think? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. name. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. And uh, thanks to all of our guys, producer Josh Smith, the producer of all things, Joe Gaither, Hardy, all those guys there at Tide 100.9, our, uh, uh, our flagship station. Don't forget the Tide Tailgate Show coming up tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, Matt Coulter and uh, Christian Miller, D.C., will be there, part of the Bear, and uh, the great uh, Tide Tailgate Show that you can listen to each and every week. From Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for being with us each and every day. Have a great weekend.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often